This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Carbach Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 Line. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. Astros. See you later. Live from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepherd. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Good. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Astro Line number two, the official off-season hot stove show of the Houston Astros, presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Tonight, every week, we are here live from Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd Drive, downtown Houston. Very, very honored to have, combined between the two of us co-hosting tonight, we've been the TV voices of the Houston Astros for the last 32 years. I have all of two years, but the immortal... Bill Brown joins us tonight, 30 years as the TV man for the Houston Astros. Brownie, how you doing? Oh, thank you. I'm great. And uh, you have two great years. I do. I do. I've averaged 102 <laughs> wins a year, Brownie. Right. What were you thinking with this team uh, going I, into the season? I, I think I blew it, TK. <laughs> uh, you have been incredibly busy, and we are so uh, happy to have you with us on this show. And we're going to kind of tee up uh, what you've been doing the last couple of days by flashing back a little bit. Uh, we're going to join the public address announcer, Bob Ford, prior to Game 5 of the 2017 World Series, and it sounded something like this. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by some very special guests for our ceremonial first pitch. First, please join me in welcoming proud Texan and the 41st President of the United States, George H.W. Bush. The President, 41 has the ceremonial first pitch ball and would like to, at this time, present it to his son, the 43rd president of the United States, George W. Bush. Justin Verlander comes out, sets up behind the plate, and a strike it is. Ladies and gentlemen, your 43rd president of the United States, George W. Bush, and his dad, the 41st president of the United States, George H.W. Bush. Well, that was a great moment before game five of what turned out to be the most memorable game of possibly Astros history. And Brownie, uh, I know we lost an incredible Texan, an incredible American, an incredible human. Um, what have you been doing the last couple of days? I know you've had a chance to be involved in the last few days. Yeah, no, no, Todd, uh, a lot of us have just been caught up and uh, and this whole tribute and rightfully so and especially with his home in Houston and and the connections with the Astros down through the years and and his son too uh, having been connected with the Rangers and then you talked about game five we heard that clip uh, but I, I'm just so proud of this country for the uh, tremendous tribute it has paid to him and deservedly so but uh, getting a chance to see the Air Force One 
landing in Ellington Field last night and the ceremonies there and then going out to Magnolia today to take some pictures of uh, the train on its way to College Station. It's just uh, a very somber time, but I think, uh, you know, it's a reflective time for this country and a time that, that we can really celebrate uh, one of the greatest presidents. Mm. Yeah, and take us through each of those moments individually. Uh, Ellington Field, tell us about that yesterday. You know, Todd, you've been around the media a lot. I've been around the media a lot, and I sort of sneaked over to the media platform, and uh, there were three levels and, and a lot of network TV camera people and reporters up there. It was pretty crowded. But for 45 minutes, there was not one word spoken. The only sounds were the sounds of the military commands for the honor guard and the 21-gun salute. Mm. Those were the only... Have you ever been at an airport, you know, on a runway with media people with just silence? That, that's what I will always remember about that. A beautiful night, too. Bill Brown joining us and, of course, 30 years as the TV voice of the Houston Astros and now involved on the TV and radio side, a chance to fill in for us on occasion. You've also gotten into photography, and you mentioned that that's what took you to Magnolia today. Tell us about uh, seeing the train procession go by, how you knew where to kind of set up, because that's a, that's a pretty big moment to capture. It really is. So, so some planning has to go into that. Some thought has to go into that. I was going to go to High Meadow Ranch. But there's just a narrow opening there between the trees. So I realized that uh, that photo opportunity would be brief. And I talked to someone who was there, and she was videoing the train. And so she said from beginning to end, it was 39 seconds. Wow. Because it did not slow down there. But um, we found out during the day the train was going to slow down at the more populated areas. And it did slow down in Magnolia. And there was a, a long stretch where it was just wide open and people were lining both sides and they were parked on both sides of the road. It, there were a lot of people in Magnolia today. And it was, you know, the greatest of America that we see. People just, there was, there was one uh, veteran who had all his ribbons on his coat, and the cap on, and, you know, the flag and, and everything. Uh, so it was, a, it was a great tribute, a wonderful send-off as he rounded third and headed for home. Brownie, we look forward to those pictures, and as always on Astro Line, we are joined by a guest here at Pluckers. And uh, tonight, gentlemen, before we start talking about baseball, gentlemen who I believe had a chance to meet uh, President Bush last year, you were at, on the field showing off the trophy. The president, H.W. Uh, Bush, was there. Tyler White joins us here at Pluckers tonight on our second Astro Line uh, show of the offseason. Before we talk baseball, uh, reflect back on that moment, if you would, last year at Reliance Stadium. Yeah, I got to meet him at the uh, Texans game, and it, w it was a lot of fun. It's always uh, – uh, he actually, before that, came through the locker room one time, and we got to, got to say hello. And, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was an awesome awesome memory. It's something I actually showed a couple of people in the last last week or so and uh, just uh, kind of showed them uh, – I mean, it's, it's such a cool memory and something I'll always remember. And, yeah, I mean, it's a sad, sad time, and uh, but he – he uh, lived, a, lived a great life, a great leader. He was an amazing man, and his wife Barbara is such big Astros fans, and uh, they would have loved to have seen, uh, they have loved to have seen the transition from uh, where the Astros were to what's happened the last few years, and you were a big part of it, especially in 2018. Uh, Tyler, your season in the beginning was similar to where it was last year, where you're getting some at-bats and going back and forth. You're kind of getting used to that Florida-Houston, or Fresno-Houston shuttle, but then you stayed from July on. What a it must be such a fulfilling year you feel like you just completed. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a big year. I just tried to come in and be a little bit more comfortable this year, not not worry about uh, 
doing too much every time I got got a chance to hit. Uh, just trying to go out there and uh, play my game, uh, have good at bats, and uh, help the team in any way possible. And I think that helped out a lot. I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself. Tyler, I know you've been doing a lot of hitting this winter at Hearthstone Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. How's golf going? It's been fun. It's uh, it's been a good off season. It's uh, the weather's been great here for the most part. Uh, a lot of rain at times, but uh, it's been fun. It's been beautiful, like I said. And uh, yeah, I'm get, getting a little bit better. And you feel like you're an established Houstonian now that you're living here in the off season? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I love Houston. I love. Uh, Love living up in Cyprus. Uh, I like the area, and it's uh, kind of stay out of the traffic a little bit up that way. But, yeah, I, uh, I love living in Texas, and I love love it down here in Houston. Got to the point where the great white shark became so popular. I'm sitting in the crowd in the postseason. I'm seeing people wearing shark hats. I'm seeing shark signs everywhere. It, it's got to be encouraging to you for a guy like a Tony Camp, who's been battling to stay up here, to not only stay here but to get the response from the Astros fans that you received on a regular basis in 2018. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's always fun to see that kind of stuff. Uh, fans here are awesome. Uh, have a great time at the games. It's, uh, I mean, it kind of it rubs off on us, and I think we do the same to them. It's uh, we have a fun team. We have a bunch of guys that like to go out there and just have a great time and play the game uh, the right way while just uh, having a blast, and I think that's uh, the way it's supposed to be played, and I think uh, we do it the right way. And like you said, uh, me and Kimpy came up together and kind of uh, grinded out the last couple of years going back and forth, and uh, him having a great year was fun to see, and then uh, me getting to come up a little bit after him and uh, kind of follow behind him was, was awesome. We kind of know the scouting report as you play the game of baseball through the years, but Brownie mentioned your golf game. Give us a scouting report on your golf game. What area of the game do you feel like you have the most room to improve, and what are you the proudest of? Oof. Inconsistency is definitely the worst part. I can, uh, I'll go out one day and look like a professional, and the next look like I've never played the game before. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's something to uh, give me that competitive edge in the off season. I go out there and I mean I compete and I get mad just like I do in baseball, and it's it's a lot of fun for me. But yeah, I mean I think uh, I hit it I hit it pretty far when I'm hitting it good, which helps me out. I'm using the clubs that are a little bit easier to use when I'm hitting the ball good, but I think that's also my weakness. Uh, when the driver goes array, it's, it gets really bad. And <laughs> it's not very fun for me, but yeah, it's like I said, I, I do it for fun, still compete and still have a good time, but it's, uh, it's a great time. How about the workout mode now and what you're doing uh, to get ready for spring training? Yeah, I'm back at, uh, at DST where I was last year. I'm uh, Getting, getting ready, about to start uh, doing the baseball stuff, start to uh, swing the bat a little bit, start to uh, start throwing and things like that. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's exciting. It, it, we come up uh, a little short of where we wanted to be, and I think this is where you're, uh, you get your mind back to uh, to looking forward to what we did in 2017, and I think that's uh, that's where all of us want to be. We've had a taste of it, and now that's, that's all we want. So uh, I think everybody's back to the grind right now and starting to uh, to get that on their mind. What's it like when you take time off those first few swings? Is it, is it like riding a bike, or does it take a little while to get through the soreness and the hands that they feel a little different after you haven't taken some ABs in a while? Yeah, I think it's, it's a little different. I kind of like it. It's like uh, it's a new feeling. You're, you're kind of just like trying to hit the ball rather than <laughs> like thinking about a lot of different stuff. You just go out there and you try, you try to hit the ball and see where you're at. And I think it's, it's cool. I think everybody would say that it's uh, – it's when you first get started back after a long break, you almost feel better because it's like a, a more natural feeling rather than 
when you're when you're in the the middle of the season and things start going bad you start trying to fix them and, it, and just it kind of it's like a you go from being really good and continuing that swing to struggling and doing things different whereas like like I said the first couple swings back it's just natural and it's, it's back to like when you're a little kid and you just go out there and swing the bat and have a good time. I don't know if you uh, really thought much about uh, any changes in shifting. We're hearing more and more talk about this, trying to limit the shifts. Have you picked up on that, and how would that affect you if they did limit the shifting? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it uh, would affect me too much. I think the uh, I think it helps me that I, I can use both sides of the field a little bit. So I don't know if I got shifted a ton. Honestly, don't pay that much attention. I try to keep the ball out of the infield. So. But, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, – I don't know. I think that would be hard to do. I don't know how you would how you would go about doing it, but that's uh, it's a little bit above above me. So I just uh, – if they're over there, I'll try – I just try not to hit it at them. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Callis, Bill Brown, Tyler White here at Pluckers on 1400 Shepherd. We are here for every Astro Line show. Also here every week with us is Lauren Blackwell. She is the host at Minute Maid Park and also does the Astros All Access throughout the year. Shooting stars are around, too. If you have a question for Tyler, you can uh, write it down, and uh, shooting stars will collect those questions, and Lauren will ask uh, one of those questions later, perhaps. Tyler White joining us tonight. You mentioned, uh, you know, working out in the offseason, getting ready for 2018. Brownie will remember this moment better than me, but uh, we'll take you all the way back to the beginning. You're coming, bursting onto the scene, a Yankee Stadium, you get a pinch hit. Next thing you know, you're getting uh, a couple of hits and home runs in three straight games. Winning player of the week in your first week at the big league level. Uh, what a moment to hit the stage for a guy who's really had to work hard at every level to get to the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a crazy, uh, crazy feeling. I didn't really know what it was like to be in the big leagues. I just kind of... Uh, kind of fell into it I, and I remember the year before I was having a really good season in triple A coming up from double A to triple A and uh, they were talking about September call up and I was kind of mind blown like uh, I could really make the big leagues like I was just having a good time and kind of enjoying the ride and then it kind of all became real and uh, yeah I was at Yankee Stadium the next thing I knew uh, having it at bat and uh, yeah it worked out really well and I came on the scene like you said really hot uh, felt really good that first week and uh yeah, I mean, that's uh, something I'll never forget, it's winning the player of the week, the first week of my career. It's been a real dream story for your career, 33rd round draft choice. As I remember, didn't you fly your coach from college up to uh, Yankee Stadium for that opener? Is that correct? Yes, he was there. He was yeah. there. So uh, as you interacted with him and things were really going well for you, uh, that had to be a special time for you and him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he uh, played a big part. He gave me an opportunity that a lot of places uh, didn't give me. He... Uh, gave me an opportunity to come out and play at uh, Western and uh, just kind of uh, from then on I, I took it took the took the opportunity and did what I could with it and uh, ended up playing my entire career from my first game of my freshman year to the last game of my senior year I played pretty much every game and uh, just uh, like I said I took it I took advantage of the opportunity he gave me and I'll forever be grateful for that opportunity that he uh, gave me the chance to play division one baseball and uh and I wouldn't be here without that opportunity. You're a great story for a lot of reasons, not just 33rd round, but as you said, you really, coming out of high school, didn't have many options, right? There were no scholarship opportunities. You you walked on at Western Carolina? Yes, yeah, so it was a recruited walk-on, so uh, they they told me I could try out in the fall or do the uh, 
like do the fall practices and stuff with really no uh, no promise of the spring and it just kind of all worked out. I played really well in the fall that year and ended up uh, starting my first game my freshman year. So, uh, like I said, I got an opportunity and just uh, try to take advantage of it. Well, there you go. There, there are a lot of kids out here who want to be major leaguers and there's so many different paths. And oh, yeah. Tyler White took one that is a lot more difficult than some others. We'll have plenty more with Tyler White as you are listening to Astro Line presented by the Carbach Brewing Company. We're live from Plucker's Wing Bar. Downtown Houston's the location, 1400 Shepherd Drive. We're right back after this with Bill Brown, Tyler White, and more on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Line, the official off-season hot stove show of the Houston Astros presented by Carbot. Spring training coming up. Anybody have any idea how many days away we are? 79 days away from spring training. Make your plans now to see your Houston Astros in action as the 2019 spring training schedule gets underway February 23rd at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. For the best way to experience Florida, visit thepalmbeaches.com. Todd Callis, Bill Brown in the house with Tyler White, our special guest tonight. Lauren Blackwell also here. If you have any questions that you want passed along, social media is the way to go. Through Twitter, you can use the hashtag AstroLine. Taking you back to a moment last year, the Astros were in first place, but they had a hard-charging Oakland A's team running at them at the end of August. In fact, the A's had split the first two games of a three-game series heading into August the 29th, and at that point, they had won 19 of their last 20 series, and they were a game and a half behind the Houston Astros. A win on that final game of the series would put them a half game back and really charging hard at the Astros. But this is what happened. Tie score, Tyler White facing Juris Familia. High fly ball, deep left field, off the bat of White. Is it enough? Yes! Walk it off! Great White Shark! The Astros win it 5 to behind home plate. The A's second series loss since mid-June, and the Astros lead the West by two and a half games thanks to the great White Shark. That was what a, one of the big moments of the year and the, one of the big reasons why the Astros have now won back-to-back -back division crowns. Tyler White joining us tonight. Uh, when you look back on that moment, did you say in the postgame that was the first walk-off home run at any level or yeah of my entire life yeah <laughs> crazy the first one yeah i was i talked about it a couple times recently before that and was uh I had, a, I had some close ones in the minor leagues this year and uh yeah it was it was really cool it was definitely the one of the biggest moments of my career and uh i mean it was awesome what's that moment as you're rounding third and you just see Every one of the faces of your teammates that are ready to celebrate. Yeah, I think I don't really think I was like thinking too much. It was more of just like energy, like taking over. Like uh, I think I was like yelling, going around the bases, and I don't, that's not really my personality. So, but yeah, it was, it was such a cool moment, and I was. Uh, I mean, that's probably the the most hyped I've ever been. Just uh, out there going crazy. But yeah, it was fun, and I remember the some some cool things coming out of it with the i threw my helmet almost out into the stands there trying to throw it straight up in the air i kind of lost it and then can't be throwing the uh the gum up and it coming down on verlander's head and him having to keep it from hitting him so there was some fun moments but yeah i mean that was definitely one of the the best moments of my career and something i'll always remember 
that pennant race uh, really was uh, unforeseen to a lot of fans uh, who thought the Astros would romp last year. But I thought it was kind of good for the club to be pressed that way. Is that the way you looked at it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were uh, we were definitely just uh, – we, we were trying to play our game. We weren't really uh, thinking about it too much. Just, uh, I mean, if we win every game, we were ahead. So it, we had to win it, and that was our goal. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the A's were uh, – they were really good this year. They came out and – Every game they were scrapping and they they played hard and it was uh, definitely a fun run down the stretch and they uh, they give us a, a good race and it, it was it was a lot of fun it was really close and awesome. When all was said and done, how did you process the series with the Red Sox? Did you just think, well, we we fell a little bit short? They just played at a higher level, or how did you analyze things? Yeah, I mean, I thought they came to play. I thought they they had a really good team, but uh, I mean, so did we. We had a we had a great team, uh, just like the year before. And uh, I just thought they they came out and played hard, and uh, they 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 had some big big breaks that uh, that they got that really. I mean, they they had some big hits with two outs. They had some big. They did some stuff that uh, we weren't able to do, and I think that's that's what those high high pressure. Uh, like the, any ALCS, anything like that, that's what it's going to come down to is getting big hits, and I think they got some that, that we weren't able to get, and uh, I think that's, that's what happened. I don't think they were better than us. I, don't, I think it was more of just they, uh, they came to play, and we, uh, we came up a little short in some situations. And breaks are a big part of it. You know, a lot of the breaks in 2017 went to favor of the Astros, and the, kind of the opposite happened in 2018. I thought it was interesting to see how, how you performed in that first series against Boston in the regular season up at Fenway Park. Because uh, even though you were back and forth in 2017, you did not participate on the, in the postseason roster. Was that kind of a good precursor for you? Because the, the crowd was revved up. The Astros were a Jose Altuve slide at home plate away from sweeping that series. It didn't go their way. And that's another story for another overturn call. But was that a good series for you to kind of uh, get the, uh, the feel and energy of what that postseason might be like? Oh yeah, they. I mean, their crowd was it was it was crazy that that weekend. Or yeah, I think it was weekend. It but, was, and the, a lot of Astros fans there. Oh yeah, the Patriots are playing the Texans in week yep. one of the NFL. Yep. It was it was a, it was a crazy weekend, and like you said, it, it was uh, good games. Uh, we like you said, we could have should have swept uh, with the the call, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, had some had some at bats in that series that were uh, big at bats and uh, came through, and I mean they have. They have a good pitching staff. They had a, f a good team, and so did we. Like you said, we went out there and we uh, we played them really well there, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I want to read a couple of numbers from Tyler White's season. Some of them are pretty obvious that people are going to know the basic numbers, but uh, some of the ones that stood out to me: uh, 54 at bats with runners in scoring position. You had an OPS of 11.26, which is phenomenal. Uh, and the one that even jumps out more: 8.22 OPS when he got to two strike counts. Uh, only one batter who happened to win MVP in the American League, Mookie Betts, had a better number uh, OPS with two strikes. To me, and, and you, had more, you saw more pitches per plate appearance than any Astro, to me that's a guy who's, com who's comfortable and confident in your ability to see pitches and not be afraid to hit with two strikes. Has that always been something that you've taken pride in? Yeah, I think uh, for the most part I've always been uh – I get the two strikes a lot, and I think that uh, it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Uh, there's times where, like you said, you have to be comfortable. You have to be comfortable hitting with two strikes because it does happen a lot. And I think there's times when you struggle that when you're that, that type of batter, it becomes hard and you start 
trying to press and trying to do too much. And I think, like I said earlier, that's one of the things I didn't do this year, even when I was having maybe I had a tough game the night before and I was 0 for 2 in the next game that I didn't press. I wasn't trying to do too much. I was still looking for my pitch to hit. And even if it took to get to two strikes or get 2-2 or 3-2, I would wait it out. And when I got it, I'd put a good swing on it. And I think that's what uh, what made the difference for me this year instead of trying to press and doing too much or worrying about striking out too much or getting to two strikes too often. I think I just kind of played my game, and uh, it really helped me out this year. When you are told, hey, Tyler, we're going to send you to AAA, even though you don't think there's a reason that shouldn't be happening, but you're on a very good team, so that's what creates moves like that. Uh, and you go down and you, you work your way back up. You force your way back up. This is kind of uh, the MO for you your entire career, correct? Right, right. And, uh, yeah, that's what – I mean, that's all you can do. It's uh, You want to be val- you want to be as valuable as possible, and I think that's uh, – Every time you get sent back down, you just have to keep playing. You have to keep hitting, and that's uh, that's kind of my thing. I try to try to hit, and I try to hit at every level and be be very good. And uh, that's what I've uh, every time I've got sent down. That's what I try to do. It's like you can't go down and struggle and take three weeks off mentally because you think you should be in the big leagues. You have to go down and just just keep playing, keep hitting, and uh, f- like you said, force your force your way back up. When when they need a guy, you want to be that guy, and that's what. Uh, that's what I've tried to do since I've started going up and down and since I've got a little older and more mature and learned that that's what you need to do. And uh, I think that's something that helped me. It's just no matter where you are, you got to play well, and then uh, your name will continue to get called until you get your opportunity. Previous answer when you're talking about your hitting philosophy, to me it sounds similar to Alex Bregman's in that you're, you're not necessarily looking for the perfect pitch, but you're also not – going to offer it a pitcher's pitch even if you're in a hitter's count and it seems like he did that as well as anybody do you feel like you guys have similar philosophies where you're hunting something to hit but if it's not there he takes as many as many walks as anybody on the team as well yeah no I mean Bregman's a great hitter and he he does a lot of things really really good and that's uh it's it's huge and I, I think I've learned from him this year even him being such a young guy he's he's very mature in, in the game of baseball and he's He's really good at what he does, and I think that's something that we, me and him were both doing well kind of at the same time there in August, and it's something that every day I kind of learned from him and just kind of watched what he did and kind of uh, fed off of him a little bit. And uh, Yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, the year he had was unbelievable, and he uh, he comes out to play every day, and he uh, he puts it all on the line, and it's fun to watch. But, yeah, I think the, the approach is, is similar. He uh, – he tries to get his pitches to hit. Like you said, he takes his walks, and he, he I mean, he earned those walks this year. He he put up the power numbers to where people, they weren't throwing to him, and that's, uh, when, when they stop throwing to you, you have to start taking your walks, and then they start having to throw to you again, and you start hitting home runs again, and that's kind of how it, how it goes, and that's, you, you do that until they don't pitch to you anymore, and that's what, uh, he kind of did that this year, and he did a great job of it, and that's what, uh, that's what makes him great. You mentioned Tony Kemp earlier. I thought that he really made tremendous strides last year, and he's an ideal number nine hitter. Do you think he can continue to perform at that level or get even better? Oh, yeah. I think Kempe will always be a very, very good player. He uh, He's such an energy. He, he brings such an energy that, I mean, not a lot of people can match. He's on the field. He's a fireball. He's all over the place. He, he's... He's hitting, he's bunting, he's, he's doing all kinds of things. And it's fun to watch, and then even on defense. But, yeah, I think uh, I think you put Tony Kemp in the lineup, 
day in and day out. He's going to put together good at bats. He's going to he's going to get on base. He's going to do the things that need to be done. And I think that's why he's. Uh, I mean, every every chance he's got, he's been a great player, and I think he'll continue to be a great player. 2019 season tickets on sale now. Enjoy some of the best seats at Minute Maid Park and exclusive benefits throughout the season. Visit astros.com slash season tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS today. Todd Callis, Bill Brown, Tyler White. We have one more segment with Tyler, and then we're going to have a little special guest call in, the newest member of the Houston Astros, Robinson Chirinos. That is all coming up after this as we take a timeout. You are listening to Astro Line, the official hot stove show of the Houston Astros, presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Back with more after this on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Astro Line continues from Pluckers, 1400 Shepherd Drive. Astro Line presented by the Carbach Brewing Company, Todd Callis, Bill Brown, Tyler White, the guest tonight, also Lauren Blackwell here. Lauren, of course, of course, the host of Minute Maid Park and of Astros All Access. And on Astros All Access, she had a chance to catch up with the general manager, director of baseball operations, Jeff Luno, asked him about Jose Altuve playing through some injuries. Jose Altuve, he was really hurting second half of the season and into October, AJ utilized him as the DH in the ALCS surgery the next day following that series. Have you ever met a guy as tough as Jose and will he be ready for the time, by the time position players report? Jose, I wish all players were like Jose. Uh, he was operating at, at some percentage of his capacity, whether it's 60, 70 percent, but we'll still take that over the alternative and you know he was able to hit a ball out of the ballpark that unfortunately was was called an out but um, he gave, he left everything out there and you know that he was hurting when it didn't take more than 24 hours for him to be in the hospital having surgery so um, he will be 100 percent what he uh, what ails him we knew what it was and and it was taken care of and uh, he'll be back to 100 percent and knowing Jose he'll have an MVP caliber year next year. What he went through was uh, kind of unknown to a lot of the the general public but Tyler you guys in the clubhouse knew what Jose Altuve was dealing with and to see him you know go in game in and game out when AJ said he would have been on the DL if it wasn't for the postseason that was pretty impressive huh oh yeah he's a he's a trooper he was uh, I mean he wasn't only just going out there and, and playing at a like he said 60 70 percent he was playing really really well and that's uh I mean it's just a, a testament to his character he's just he, he wants to go out there and play he there's no way you could have kept him out of that lineup. He was going out there every day to uh, to try to help us win. He was, I mean, he, he did. He helped us in whatever way possible, and he, he played great. Like I said, he, he played good and going. I mean, it was almost hard to watch him run sometimes. It looked like it hurt so much. But, like, I mean, he was he was just, he was still doing his thing and going out there having good at bats and, and hitting balls hard. The host of that. Astros All Access show is here live with us tonight, Lauren Blackwell, and she's monitoring social media this evening. And what do you have for us? Some questions for Tyler? Well, guys, some fans here at Pluckers have some questions for you, Tyler. Xavier wants to know what a typical game day looks like for you and if you have any pregame rituals. Uh, not as many rituals as it would be like, uh, like routine type thing. Just kind of do the same thing. I get in around, around two every day. Uh, kind of just hang out for about an hour and then uh, around 3, 3.30 I go hit in the cage to get loose for BP and then uh, and then BP's around 4, 4.15 4.30, somewhere around there every day go out, do ground balls, do BP do that kind of thing and then come in usually shower, rest uh, 
rest up until around 6.30. And uh, I mean, according to what position or what I'm doing that day, uh, DH, it's, it's a little lighter normally because I don't have to go out in the field. But uh, if I'm DHing, I'll go hit around 6, 6.45 or so. If I'm playing the field, it'll be a little earlier, around 6.30. But that's a typical day. I mean, nothing uh, crazy. The only thing I do every single day, which is season or off-season, or off is I get Starbucks. So I do that <laughs> every day. I have to have coffee, something to get me going. So, What's your go-to? Uh, just normally just cold brew, like a, a, a big one. <laughs> During the season, toward the end, it's add a couple of espresso shots too so that's when it gets it gets a little maybe too much caffeine but i, I need it so so it seems like a theme in the clubhouse and even now during the off season we see on social media you guys all play Fortnite. so we do have a question on social from a guy you might know miles straw tweeted and said when are you going to be better than me at Fortnite? do you have an answer for miles yeah i told him to, to catch me on the on the playground mode so uh <laughs> We'll see what happens tonight, but yeah, yeah. We, we play together a lot. He, he thinks he's better than me. I'm not so sure, so uh, maybe we'll settle that on uh, on Twitch or something later. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that Miles Straw is faster than you, Tyler? <laughs> I'll give him that one, yeah. I think he's, he's probably got me by at least a step, so I don't know. But, yeah, hey, the, I think I'll give that, him that one. The thing that impressed <laughs> me was we knew about his speed. He, he puts bat to ball pretty well. We didn't know what his, his hitting was going to be like at a big league level because he'd never done it before, but he makes contact with that speed. That's a that's a weapon. He does, and I've never I've only played with him a little bit, which this year at the end in the in the big leagues and when I was in AAA, I think I just a few games with him. But he's a good kid. He he plays very hard, and like you said, he puts the bat on the ball, and he man can he run? He, he can run. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's a great player, and uh, brings a lot to the table. Very very good defensively, like you said. Uh, puts the bat on the ball and he can run. And he's contributing to our show tonight. So thanks to Miles for <laughs> yeah, yeah. sending in that question. Uh, Tyler, as we look ahead to 2019, Brownie asked you about your workouts. Last year you didn't play as much in the field as you had in previous years. But how do you get ready for not really knowing position-wise where you might be? Do you, do you have multiple gloves? Are you going to be trying to work infield and outfield? Yeah, I mean, just getting to uh, – just try to get into the best shape possible this offseason and uh, go in kind of uh, not worrying about that and mm -hmm. just see where they where they want me uh, when I get into spring training and uh, try to get to uh, try to get to that a high level at that position or uh, I mean if it be like you said first base DH or playing around the field it's uh, just uh, what, whatever I whatever I can do to help the team is what I've what I've done in the past and that's what I'll uh, continue to try and do is it tougher to hit when you're DHing than when you're playing first base and you're active in between the at bats that way. It's according to how you feel. If if you feel good at the plate, I think it's DH is by far the best position. If if you're if you feel good at the plate, but there are days where if you're struggling, you you feel lost. You go in the dugout and you just sit there and think and think and think. And I think that you can hurt yourself there. But uh, like I said, this year when I did it, when I was doing it a lot, uh, I felt pretty good and. Uh, it was kind of it was flowing. I had a, a routine with like chewing gum and just like keeping myself like busy throughout the throughout the day, walking back and forth and doing stuff. But it uh, it becomes like it is stressful when you're not playing as well. You have, as we talked talked earlier, had to earn everything every step of the way uh, from the walk on at Western Carolina, 33rd round draft pick. Even your first two years in the minor leagues, you're raking and you're still not a top 30 prospect. I don't think until yet. Uh, to 2015 when you took off at Fresno. Uh, for you to have to earn that 
promotion and to have to earn your way every time in your whole career, has that made you appreciate even more so what has happened here for you in 2018, knowing that you have now a little bit of a foundation going into 2019 that maybe wasn't there in the past? Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, I'm appreciative of just the, the opportunities that I've been given and uh, to be able to, to even play professional baseball was was cool because I didn't really know at, at my uh, coming at the end of my senior year. I really didn't know. I didn't expect to play professional baseball, really. I hadn't really talked to any scouts or anything. So it was just uh, when I got drafted, I was like, wow, this is this is cool. Like, I get an opportunity, and I just kind of ran with it. I just kind of, uh, like I said, with college, it's just like, I get to play baseball a little bit longer, and I just went out there and, and tried to do the best I could, try to try to put the bat, ball in play, try to hit the ball hard, try to do the things that they, they wanted you to do. And uh, I just kind of rode up the ladder and did it uh, I did it relatively fast, I think, for uh, for most people. I think it took me two years, three years to uh, get to the big leagues, so, uh, which is relatively fast. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, it was uh, learning at certain levels, but, but – you have to learn fast. You have to learn to uh, to be a better player to, to to fit in at a different level quick. And uh, I think it's definitely something that uh, has been a, been eye opening for me, and also been uh, a lot of fun. If baseball had not worked out for you, what do you think you would be doing right now? Uh, I'm not sure right now. I was going to try to get into coaching after college. I had uh, I was going to be the uh, volunteer assistant at where I went to school, I was going to try and do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm possibly coaching right now, possibly doing other things in, in sports, uh, from teaching to athletic director type kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad this worked out. <laughs> Before we let you go, final question. Lauren had this question, I believe, a little chance to ask, because we've always called you Great White Shark. That's been our nickname for you on, on TV. There are some people on 790 that prefer the, the nickname Big Puddin'. So do you have a preference? I like, I like the Great White. Yeah. <laughs> great White Shark. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Any Jaws themes maybe as a walk-up? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of people say that. I, went, I wouldn't do it on my own, but if they... <laughs> They play it. That's okay with me. All right. Hey, Tyler, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your offseason. I know it's time to get busy and get ready for spring training, 79 days away from the next game, and we re really appreciate you joining us on uh, Astro Live. Thank you, guys. Tyler thank White you. joining us here at Pluckers on 1400 Shepherd Drive. Back with more after this. Astro Line continues, presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Welcome back to Astro Line from Pluckers on Shepherd Drive. Not only is Astro Line the official off-season show for the Houston Astros, presented by the Carbach Brewing Company, it's also the official kind of media debut for the newest Astros. Last week, we heard from Aledmus Diaz for the first time as an Astro, and he chatted with us in the final segment. And this week, uh, after playing the last six years with their division rival Texas Rangers, we welcome in... A guy I got to know back with the Tampa Bay Rays, Robinson Chirinos joins us on the show. Robinson, welcome to the Houston Astros. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, thank you, Doug, for just giving me the opportunity to, to be in the show and get to those uh, Astro fans. Robinson, Rob now that you've been fighting against the Astros for the last several years, how does it feel to be crossing sides? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to let you know 
when I put that uni and, and play against the Rangers, how it feels to play against that <laughs> team who who give me the opportunity to play every day in the big league. So I can uh, respond to that question right now, but I'm happy and thankful to be a Houston Astro uh, player now. Robinson is one of the best guys in and out of the clubhouses you'll ever meet as a major leaguer. So looking forward to having him in an Astros uniform this year. How about not having to face Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander six times a, a year and getting to catch them? How's that transition going to be for you? Uh, that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> be able to just to be in the other side and catch those guys. You know, as a hitter, those guys they're they're as tough as can be. You know, they're they're great pitchers. They they throw hard. They have good quality uh, breaking pitch and. Just uh, happy I'm not going to face those guys anymore. Going to be able to work with them and, and and win games. So I'm 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 happy and I'm looking forward for for me those guys in person and be able to go with them uh, between those two lines. Robinson, uh, you and Jose Altuve are from Venezuela. Have you two talked this winter? Uh, yeah, we've been talking. I mean, we we talked. Uh, not only this winter, but we talk uh, a lot. I mean, we're really good friends, and we talked during the season when I was playing for the Rangers. So uh, I just sent him a text. I know he's in vacation right now. I sent him a text and let him know everything went through, and I'm an astronaut now. So he told me yesterday when I talked to him to let him know when everything it was, it was done. So I let him know today. Robinson Trinos joins us on Astro Line, the newest member of the Houston Astros. He'll be a catcher. Uh, playing for a manager who was a catcher in his career, A.J. Hinch. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. And also, you just recently finished off a tour. Uh, you were on the 2018 Japan All-Star Series Tour, and the Astros pitching coach, Brent Strom, was a part of that contingent that went over to Japan. Did you get a chance to talk to Stromy at all? Uh, if so, is it nice to have a little bit of knowledge going in of your pitching coach. Yeah, I did. I did. It was fun to, to work with him and, and be able to spend a little bit of time over there in Japan and and also in Hawaii. So, I mean, Brad, he's, he's an awesome guy. He he loves uh, love to help his pitcher and, and do everything he can for, for the team. So it was fun to be with him over there. Also, I was over there with Colin. So... Be able to talk and and, and kind of um, met in person and it, it was fun to to meet those guys over there. So looking forward to meet uh, the rest of, the, of my teammates. Robinson, you're 34 years old. You had career highs last year and homers with 18, runs batted in with 65. Do you feel that through all this learning you've had in the big leagues, things are are really coming together for you at this point offensively? Yeah, I feel so. I feel 2017 it was a great year, uh, and and this past season was a good year in the play too. So, uh, then it's getting better for me as a hitter, and I believe it's gonna continue to get better too in Houston. 
Robinson Chirinos joining us. Uh, 2011 debut with the Tampa Bay Rays, then Texas from 2013 through last year. Originally a Cub, transitioned in the minor leagues to a catcher while in the Cubs organization. Robinson, uh, last six seasons you've been in spring training in Arizona. Where's the where's your off-season home now? Uh, it's been Dallas the last five years. Okay, so now you get back. Now you get back to Florida for spring training. So um, I guess when you're a catcher and you show up in West Palm Beach this year, even though you've seen these guys as an opposing hitter, there's a lot to to learn when you're learning a new staff. I got to think this is going to be a pretty busy spring training for you. It is. You know, as a catcher, every time you get to the new team, I mean. Uh, you have work to do, and I'm going to do my work in, in the spin training. On the spin training, I'm going to try to reach to the guy before I get to speed training, kind of know to the guys over the phone and, and ask questions, you know, what, what they like and where they want me to set up and, and stuff like that. Just kind of build that relationship, I think, that communicate and, and build that relationship, just make it easy for for me when I get behind the plate to call in games. Robinson, when you're joining the Astros and, and you're working with those pitchers Todd talked about, is it important for you to try to catch bullpens with each of those guys early in spring training, or is that not big a, that big a deal? It is. It's kind of what I say right now. You know, just try to, to peer their brain and, and see what they like and what they want from me behind the play, and the sooner I catch those guys, the better I'm gonna feel uh, behind the play. So it's gonna happen early in speed training. Let me tell you that. Well, Robinson, we couldn't be happier to have you join the Houston Astros. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you here for Fan Fest and certainly in spring training in West Palm Beach. We thank you for joining us on Astro Line. Enjoy the rest of your off season, and we'll see you soon. No, oh, thank you guys for having me, and just Merry Christmas and. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to all those Astro fans, too. God bless you, and, and I'm looking forward to, to meet everybody. Robinson Torino is joining us tonight on Astro Line, one of the really good guys in the game of baseball. Uh, can't wait to see him coming up shortly here at Minute Maid Park. Uh, Brownie, we're going to wrap up. You're going to be hosting next week with Robert Ford. It's going to be a Wednesday show instead of Thursday. It's going to yes. be kind of a hot, a hot stove show, huh? We're going to try to wrap up all the trades the Seattle Mariners have made this winter, <laughs> and uh, there will probably be a few coffee houses involved in the next deal, Todd. I'll be out in Vegas for the winter meetings. I'll be reporting from the winter meetings in Vegas if there's anything happening out there with the Houston Astros. Brownie, it's always fun working with you. I don't know if we've even worked officially. I don't think we have, Todd. Yeah, other than a commercial or two. That's true, but, but uh, very enjoyable. You're doing a great job. <laughs> you do a lot better job than your predecessor, by the way. <laughs> no, only learn for the best. <laughs> Bill Brown joining us tonight. Lauren Blackwell, thanks for your help. Shooting stars, great job as always. And thanks to all the fans who showed up tonight at Plucker's Wing Bar. Astro Line presented by Carbach Brewing Company. That's a wrap for show number two. We'll see you next Wednesday from right here on 1400 Shepherd Drive. Thanks for Matt Bolton. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astro Line, the Astros' official off-season show presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Astro Line on Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. See you later.